get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. Make hard plays, support each other. Five-man units in all three zones. Leave numbers around the puck. Pump it up here. We're here for a reason, because we're a good hockey team, and we're going to come home with a cup here tonight. Let's go. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. One year ago today, the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup. And let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to continue reminiscing on what was an incredible day for the franchise's history with the head coach of your St. Louis Blues, Craig Berube, joining us here on Ribs and BK. Coach, first of all, thanks so much for joining us today. How often have you heard that speech at this point? Is this like the hundredth time that you've heard that? Uh, I don't know if it's that many, but, you know, enough. <laughs> I, you know... It gets old. It gets a little old for me, but uh, you know, at the time, it was uh, it, you know something that uh, you know was a great moment uh, for our team and our organization, and uh, you know, it's something you always remember. Now, Chief, we haven't talked to you in a while, and first of all, thank you for coming on today. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, and you're back in town from all the quarantine and everything, and we have some some dates coming up. But what have you been doing to stay busy, but at the same time, kind of stay sharp for being you know, waiting for what's to come? Yeah, I mean, it's been you know, I think it's been hard, um, you know, to stay sharp. Like, there's not a lot we could have done. Uh, a lot of calls with uh, coaches, Zoom calls, um, just trying to talk about things staying in touch with the players. Those two things were the most important things for me is just staying in contact with the players, you know, making sure they're training and, and keep themselves in uh, decent enough shape and also keeping the coaches up to date on what's going on and Doug Armstrong talking with him probably uh, on uh, two or three times a week, you know, just talking about things. So those are the types of things that, you know, trying to stay sharp as a coach. Uh, but the other stuff is just time with family and, uh, you know, kids and, you know, with them being at home all the time with the school and everything. So, you know, busy doing that stuff. All right, Chief, I want to, we're celebrating the one year anniversary today of the biggest day in St. Louis Blues history. And I want to dive inside your brain for a minute. And I want to know from the moment you got up that morning, game seven morning, what was your strategy? I mean, I know sometimes it's just things happen as it, as it goes on throughout the day, but what was the strategy for you headed into that day? Really keeping things uh, the same like I always do, routine-wise. And, you know, I like, again, I, I say it all the time, game six was a total different feel for uh, me 
in the morning with our players, what, what I saw. Um, game seven was totally different. You know, we were loose. I thought that uh, the guys were in a good spot, a good place. So I kept things pretty routine. I really didn't change a whole lot up. Obviously, um, there's nervous energy for sure. You're waiting or waiting around for the game to start and things like that. But, uh, you know, and that's everybody. You know, like I told our team, everybody's nervous. They're nervous over there, too. First couple shifts are over, you're going to just play the game. We're talking to Blues head coach Craig Berube here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Chief, at one point last year, you guys were 15 and 18 and 4. You were last in the standings, and you're taking over as the head coach at that point. At what point did you realize this team has the potential to actually win a cup here? Was there was there a moment, a game, a, a time that you you have in the back of your mind where you're like this this really could be a special season? Well, understanding where we were at, like at the beginning uh, when I took over, you know, I just kind of wanted to get our team to become a team more than anything. I think that was the biggest problem. I didn't think we played like a hockey team that was together on the ice. So that was the first challenge to try to get there. We had a lot of new guys on our team and there was a lot of, um, I think people, players and that didn't um, understand their roles or accept where they're situated or even given roles to that point. But uh, that was the first thing that we tried to get, you know, uh, under our belt. When I, you know, when you win 11 in a row, you and after that 11 in a row, you lose, and then you keep playing, and you're and you're you're still competitive and still winning. I really realized we had a good team, a real good team, and you know, like you get in the playoffs, you give yourself a chance. Um, so that's for me. That's when I realized, you know, during that 11 win win streak, and then after that, we were a real good hockey team. Chief, it's amazing the way the group came together and certainly you and your coaching staff, knowing what we know now, how tight the group is and how well you guys operate together. But what was the biggest thing that you had to do or that you felt was something that needed to be done to either change the culture or at least create the culture that you guys have now? Well, first, I think it's just getting the leaders to lead by example and 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 be leaders for the team, not just themselves. You know, that, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but, you know, thinking outside of themselves and, and thinking about the team. So getting our leaders on board with everything uh, that we wanted to do and just a lot of, lot of tough conversations, not only with individuals, but with the team and um, getting your point across to them. It takes time, but really it's, it's that simple to be honest with you. Um, we're trying to form a team first mindset here and it takes time to get that under the, under the belt and, and, and get going in the right direction. But it really, it's about conversations. It's about, um, you know, team with the team, the leaders, everybody buying in, but it's really getting your leaders to lead by example. Yeah. Chief, look at uh, those conversations you talk about. Look, we know those aren't easy. Okay. Those are no fun for you. They're no fun for the player. And, you know, in my opinion, you kind of have to be brutally honest, but it's difficult sometimes. So how did you, what was your strategy when you're into those conversations with the guys to make them understand that this was for something bigger than just, you know, hurt feelings right now? <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I think that, you know, you tell players the truth and you be honest with them and they understand it. Like I it basically, you just got to be the boss and you got to lay the rules down and you got to lay the situation down and that's it. And, you know, you got to tell your players, like, this is the way it is. 
and we need to do this to be successful. If we don't, we won't. And, you, you know, you might not play. Like, that's what it boils down to. you got to be a t- team-first guy. That's what we're looking for here. And if we all get in on board with that, we we got we got a chance to do something. We're talking with Blues head coach Craig Berube here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Chief, I wanted to ask you, because Jeremy Rutherford earlier today put out a piece on The Athletic of untold stories of Game 7 of last year's Stanley Cup. And he got some great ones from guys all scattered across the team. Alex Steen had one. Jake Allen had one. Perron, Vince Dunn. There was a bunch of guys that gave him great stories from Game 7. I'm curious if there's one that you feel like you haven't told publicly that was just a, a great story from whether it be that day, that night, after the fact, maybe the celebration on the plane com- plane ride coming home. Do you have a story for us that you haven't shared publicly at this point? <laughs> I don't know if I do, boys. You, you <laughs> put me on the spot here. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to remember everything that night, to be honest with you, especially afterwards, but... Uh, I got. A, I actually got a good, pretty good story. So Keith Jones is a good friend of mine, and uh, he texts me before the game, and he goes, "When you win the cup tonight, uh, a friend of ours named Dave Pickner, he's going to be on the ice with you tonight celebrating." <laughs> and I just started laughing. I go, "I doubt it." Uh, Dave Pickner is just a good friend from Brantford, Ontario, who is Keith Jones' real good buddy um, over time, and I got to know him real well. And you know, he's always been around us and hanging out with us and stuff like that. So, but he was at game seven and I'm like, he's not going to be on the ice. How do you get down there on the ice? Like that? <laughs> I get on the ice after everything's over and there he is. He gives me a big hug. I started laughing. <laughs> this guy literally held the cup up with me, was around the cup, taking pictures the whole time. So yeah, it was a pretty funny story because you wouldn't think that that would happen. Right. Do how you, is he going to get down on the ice? Like, I don't know how he even got down. <laughs> I was about to say, do you know what the story is now? Do you know how he got down there? Well, Keith Jones obviously got him down there somehow, like pulling some strings or whatever. But, you know, it's one of those things. He's a good friend. He does great things for us and, and then takes care of us in a lot of ways. And to for him to be able to do that is like a lifetime experience for him. And it was it was really good. Uh, I'm glad it, glad it happened. That's awesome. I love those stories. We're yeah. talking with uh, Craig Berube here, head coach of the St. Louis Blues on Ribs and BK, 101 ESPN. Chief, now that we have a little bit of an idea, at least a date that's set for training camp to open up, certainly I know there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of things that have to happen between now and then, but how important is it for you guys, the St. Louis Blues, to have a locker room filled with guys that last year were part of that cup-winning team. Does it make it easier for you to come back out of this break with guys who've done this together before? Yeah, I think so. I think, it, you know, guys, I think what it does is that guys know what they have to do to get, get ready and, and, and what, what's, a, what's ahead, right? How, how hard it's going to be. But it is a little bit different this year. Um, it's not going to be the same as last year. That's, you know, with the, with the format and everything. So it is different, but... You know, I think that we got good chemistry on our hockey team. Um, I think our guys are in a good spot right now talking to them. And a lot of them are hanging out here in St. Louis together and been skating together. So I think they're pretty dialed in. And that's a good thing for for us going forward here. And uh, I think once we get everybody here and getting on the ice and getting going, I think we'll be in a good spot. But listen, it's going to be a tough road for sure. Um, it's a level playing field out there. All these teams are going to be rested, injuries, injury free. Um, they're all going to get, you know, have their guys back, including us getting Vladdy back. So 
uh, that helps us a lot too. It's interesting you mentioned that. Do you do you know what the schedule looks like for you guys? Do you know kind of roughly when the players are all going to be expected to kind of be back in St. Louis and what things are going to look like in terms of a, a date of w- w- what you're going to be doing and when? Well, that's still a little bit up in the air. Like, you know, we want to get our guys back here, you know, as soon as possible to skate, uh, but that's on their own. You know, uh, you know, I'm here on July 10th. The training camp might open up, but it could be as late as July 15th. Chief, you know, we had a, a guest on earlier today. We had Chris Thorburn on to talk about, yeah. you know, last year's championship and whatnot. I was curious. I wanted to ask you about this because, look, you and Thorbs played very similar roles in the National Hockey League. But how great was it to have him around the group? Was that a really that was was that a conscious decision by the staff and management to have this veteran guy as a part of the team? And then how great was it to see him uh, have the chance to lift that cup? Yeah, great decision by Doug Armstrong. He brought it up to me, and I I was right on board with it. I'm a big fan of uh, Thorbs, and so is the team. So we understood the importance of uh, him with the team, uh, what he brings to the team, not only on the ice that he played, but in the locker room, and just being a great guy. And uh, and uh, I don't know, he's one of those guys that walks into a room and lights the room up. Um, you know, everybody go, hey, Forbes, you know. <laughs> so I think having him around was real good for our team. You know, I told Forbes, I said, it's really important that, you know, you keep all these young guys going and, and keep motivated. Guys that aren't playing, it's important that they stay motivated and keep working hard and not get, uh, you know, guys get upset about not playing, and I totally understand it. I've been there. And it's not easy. So, but he he was a big part of it all because he's got such a positive influence on people. We're talking to Blues head coach Craig Berube here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Coach, I wanted to ask you about Jamie Rivers, my co-host, because you guys played in the league around the same time in the late '90s, early 2000s. What was Jamie Rivers like? You, you could give me a great scouting report, I feel Chief like. Chief was what afraid was... to fight me. Backed out all the time. <laughs> what was Jamie Rivers well, like no, as a Rib, hockey player? Rib, you were like you were like the fourth guy that wanted to fight me. I had Twister. <laughs> I had Chaser. I had this guy. I had Reed Lowe. I had all these guys ahead of you. You were like down the line a little bit, but, you know. And He's Chief, nobody's happier about that than me, him. okay? I can yeah. tell you that right now. I strategically put myself in that spot. I didn't want to overachieve so that I got bumped up in the rotation. No, thank you. <laughs> nah, Rose was a solid player, man. Like, come to play every night type of guy. Hey, good player. I appreciate that, Coach. <laughs> no, you were. Thank you very much. Yep. Coach, we really appreciate the time today. Thanks so much for joining us on the one-year anniversary of the Blues hoisting that cup. We're certainly looking forward to being able to see you guys get back out on the ice soon and hopefully hoist another one to be back-to-back champs. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Have a great day. Enjoy the, enjoy the day.